We're holding Simon Kofi and Tess. We're up to Sif Hey, page Pei Dalid. I'd like to welcome all of our listeners and viewers from Torah anytime as well as from the podcast. So we're going to finish Kofi and Tess. We'll start Simon Kof Pei. We're going to learn a little Navi today. Mr. Bruce is going to quote a story from Navi. We'll go through one vart, nice vart. Here we go. Zok the Machaber, Sif Hey, the last three lines on page Pei Dalid. If you're a guest by someone's house, and they're bringing out one fruit after the next fruit, you only have to make one bracha on the first. We don't consider you a nimlach when one comes after the other because you're a guest. When you're a guest, your assumption is whatever fruit he'll bring out, um, I'm ready for it. Since you're a guest and you're invited, even if you originally make your bracha bestama without any particular intent on what foods you're going to eat, we say that your das is in any food that will come your way. It's normal for the balabayas to bring out one after the other. It's not the same as if Dalad, we said on Thursday, when you go to a party where you're uninvited, every cup of wine they give you, you have to make a new bracha. Or like a sham, you don't know that they're going to give you more, or you don't know when you're the shamish that you're going to get more food. We say by a shamish or when you're uninvited, you only made a bracha on what, there was, uh, what was in front of you. Even if you're a das and you say, hey, they're not going to bring any more food. Since you're telling the Das Balabayas, we say you don't know what's going to come, so you always have in the back of your head, if he pulls out some delicious food, you're still going to eat. If Balabayas brings out more food, you don't have to go back and make a new bracha. Top line, page 168. If you eat any food and you don't eat salt, if you drink different drinks, but no water. By day you should worry about a reach hapeh. At night you should worry because of a reach And asker, a perish chayli chaynik. Asker is a machla where the person chokes and dies. And you eat salt after you're eating, don't eat it with your thumb. Gudal who etzbah the thicker finger, etzba who carved the gas, and the etzba is carved to the thumb. Ama ha'arech, ama is the middle finger. Kmitah hua samach lakatan, kmitah is the ring finger. Zeres hua katan. If I remember correctly, the reason why the ama is called the ama, the middle finger, is because the way you measure an ama is from the elbow to the tip of the middle finger. That, by the average person, that's how big an ama is. Whatever the dipmach legis and the achreinim, how long it is, but it's approximately from your elbow to your middle finger by the average person. The kmitah, because when you do a kmitah by a carbon, it's with the fourth finger, the ring finger is the last finger that takes the kamitza. And zeres is the pinky, because I think if you go like this, from here to here is a zeres. That size. I'm pretty sure that's what's called a zeres. Um, those are the different fingers. Don't eat it with your thumb. The kasha lik barbonim. It's kasha to bury children. Veloi bezeres, the kasha la'anios. Veloi be'etzba, the kasha le'shindala, u'shrichas damim. Only use the middle finger and the fourth finger. Look earlier, we're not machmer in these things about drinking water and eating salt, and the Mishnah will quote it for us. All our foods have salt in the ingredients of the food. All our drinks have water in them. 
or beer and med that has water in it. Even if not for the fact that we have salt and water and all our drinks and food, the Teva has changed. It's no longer a Sakana not to have salt or water. That's the end of Kufa and Tess. Now we're slowly moving along to the Birch HaSan Mazin. We're going to edge closer Sunday, Monday, Tuesday to benching and on Wednesday we're going to start benching Birch HaSan Mazin. We're finishing our Suda. Kuf Peik. Dine Pirure HaPas. Don't remove the tablecloth and the bread until after benching. Leave the bread and the tablecloth on the table. Everyone should realize and be cognizant of the fact that we're thanking Hashem for His great kindness that He prepares food for all of His creations. And also, the Abracha Bracha is not sure on empty things, only if something is here. Like the story of the Pach Shemen and Elisha. So you want to have the bread on the table so everyone should see. Look at what Hashem does for us. He gives us the bread. And you also want to have it on the table so the Bracha can be Shaira on something. You're benching. You wanted the benching, the, the Bracha to be Shaira on bread and not on nothing like the story of the Pach Shemen. So once he mentioned the story of the Pach Shemen, the heaven is my father's favorite after he always mentions it by Parshish Vayera. It's the Aftara Parshish Vayera. So I'll say one varf on that story. So the story is in the Malachim Beis. The Pasuk says, There was a woman. She was Avadia Hanavi's wife. And she cried out to Elisha, Abdecha Ishi Meis, your servant, my husband, has died. You know my husband was a, a God-fearing Jew. What happened was, was that Yehoram, the son of Achav, he lent money to Avadia. Why did he lend money to Avadia? Because Yezebel, um, um, Achav's wife, was a terrible woman, who was killing a lot of the Nevi'im. Avadia hid many of the Nevi'im. In order to sustain them, they had to borrow money to give them food. So he borrowed from Yehoram, the son of Achav, a lot of money, Beribis, and now he had to pay him back, Beribis, and he couldn't afford it. So now he died, and Yehoram was coming to Avadia's wife to take away the two children to be as slaves in place of the money that she owed him. So she owed money to Yehoram, and she didn't have the money to pay for it, so he wanted to take away two children, so she's crying to Elisha, help me out. That's the story. And Elisha says to her, My Esalach, what should I do for you? A gidila, my yesh? Tell me what you have in the house. And she said, I have nothing, only an oil jar. But Yemir, he said to her, go borrow Canaan from all your neighbors and lock the door. And in the door, go fill up all the Canaan from the oil. She went, she locked the door and they brought the oil and they started filling up the Canaan until she told her child, they ran out of Canaan. And the oil stopped. So they had this little jug of oil was pouring non-stop. Next, next, next. Told them out of the kalim. And then it was over. And then she told, they went over to Elisha and told her what happened. Should I sell it now? Should I wait for the price to go up? He said, sell it now. You have enough money. That's the whole story. And then the Haftar goes to the next story with the child that with the Tchiyas Mason. So in this story, we see that only as much as she had the kli for the brach to be shirin, then the oil was there. Once she ran out of the kalim, no, no more mocking for the bracha. And that's what we're saying over here. Also, leave the stuff on the table. So I saw in the Sefer Ma'ana Shaltaira, a nice vark, quotes from the Evan Azal. It says in the beginning, uh, Ovadia's wife over here, she says, Abdecha Ishi Meis, my husband has died. 
Why, why is this relevant? She should come to Elisha and say, listen, Elisha, I have two children over here. Yehoram wants to take away my two children. Please help me. Why is she mentioning now Abdecha Ishi Mace? Now, Zakta Evan also, the Pshat is, because the Gemara in Babasa says that when someone dies, they leave children following in their path. It's Ki'iluloi Mace. That if someone has children that go in his, their Mamshech, his Messaira, person that Erlechayid, and his children are Erlechayid after him, is Ki'iluloi Mace, because he and what he represented are still here in this world and still continuing. So she says, He's coming to take away my children. Yehoram wants to take them away and be mechanic my children in the way of Achav and Yizevel and make them a bunch of Risham. So Abdecha Ishi makes. Now, if they're going to take away my children, now my husband's going to really die. Because you know, You know my husband was a Yorah Hashem. And you know, if they're going to take away my children, they're going to become a bunch of Risham. And now you're going to make them. My husband's going to be dead. That's why it was relevant. She was saying that now she's losing her husband if she can't pay back Yehoram. A nice of her. Okay. If you don't leave bread on your table, you won't see a simon bracha. Don't bring an entire loaf of bread and put it on the table. It looks like you're serving a Vaidazarah. This was a practice of a Vaidazarah. You bring a, a whole um, bread like that. Why are we leaving over bread on our table? In case an ani comes, he needs something to eat, we'll have something to give him. If you're you extend your meal, you'll have an extended life. You keep eating a long meal, because maybe an ani will come by, you'll have one to give him. Also, if you have leftover on the table, you can say, look how great Hashem is to me. He's given me food and even extra food. So that's why you want to leave over bread on the table while, during benching. You shouldn't take it back. People take it back. What? Bench, it back. Oh, we're going to see. Let's finish the simmer. We'll see. What? Let's cover the bread when you bench. I'm not familiar with that. Cover the bread when you bench? Not familiar, but let's see. Definitely just to have it out. Let's in this Let's finish the Mishnah Burr first. Let's finish the Mishnah Burr first. I don't know the exact title of this Pasuk. You should give the Ani the best on the table. By giving him the best, you're showing him you're him the Savior part of the office. I'm praising the, the neighborhoods and the communities that take in the Yeshivalite, the Bnei Terry, to eat on their tables, the Bachim. used to be uh, Esenteg, what was it called? Esenteg. We take the Bachim every day, eat by someone else, take them in to eat by the tables. You're to two things. You're giving out to Aniyim. You're speaking out to Vitera and the Shulchan. You're speaking when you're having these bachim over, it makes it your food is like two carbon tamins that you're bringing. The grace of mitzvah of hosting people that need sudas. So this is Nagea also for people in Eretz Yisrael. I don't know if you could say that all the bachim learning in Brisk and, and the Mir are considered aniyim, but uh, when you're having them over and they need a place to eat, hopefully they're saying different taira, and uh, you're giving them food when, when they need a meal. Um, if you have some small pieces of bread on the table, not a whole loaf, then you shouldn't bring a whole loaf that looks like you're serving away the Zara. If the table's empty, you could bring even the whole loaf to put on the table a piece of bread. 
If it's nothing on the table, bring. Sounds like even the chatchila. Even I didn't check up the zayir inside. I'm not sure if he's saying he's arguing on the mechaber and saying the chatchila bring a full loaf, or he's saying like if you have nothing, then the chatchila you should bring a full loaf. Uh, I'm not toward the, the the latter, not the former, but I'm not sure. Zaksekhan, hey, leyavi. I'm going to have Ram Shakasa to who I didn't meet Shlema al Shlokan. Leyavi season. Also, if you have a Shlema, don't bring season. If you have something, you're good. If you have a shleima left on the table, take off the small pieces. Whatever is here, you could leave it. Don't take it off till after benching. Everyone knows it's there for recovery the Shabbos, no other reason why it's there. And this is what I think is the minog that whatever's in the table, we leave it there. Whether it's shleima, usually I don't see why there would be a shalom on the table. Usually you take it off. You want to put it away for the next meal and keep it off the table. But whatever is there, a shalim season, we leave it out and we make sure we don't take it off before benching. I'm not familiar with the minute that you were saying before to cover the chal by benching. Um, it could be somewhere, but not familiar with it. Maybe. Is it brought down on the side anywhere here? Um, I don't see it. Okay, it could be there's a minute like that. I'm not familiar. Okay, Zuxtev Gimel. Before you wash your hands, my am Clean up the house. Used to pour on the floor, and these crumbs will get disgusting from the water of Natila. You're allowed to ruin crumbs that don't have a kazayas. By the way, you're allowed to have a shamish amarets. If you thought it was your pashit, you're allowed to have a shamish amarets. And he's going to leave. Pieces on the floor that are full kezayis. The kachi chabet chila first sweep the floor to get rid of all the all, all the crumbs from the floor. get to clean the floor before we bench because we don't move the table away. And they used to remove the table, so then you're going to have exposed everything from under the table. We wash our hands off the table where there are no crumbs. We don't have to worry about anything. These we usually wash into a cup. There are some people still wash under the table. They wash my machrem under the table. I have seen that. And usually it's not done at your house. I remember like in camp or like in yeshivas, people would do it in your house. I'm not sure if your mother would be so happy or wife if you did that. But I did see it in yeshivas and camps. Um, but I guess they're being said that we're not going to move the table. We're not moving the table, so you can do it under the table. That's fine. Before you wash my machrem, you should wash the house. Clean the sweep the house. The place where you ate. They were sitting on the floor. Clean the floor. They're sitting on the table. Clean the table from things that were there. So Rashi, which he's quoting here, seems to say we're talking about cleaning the table. Not like what the Machaber said. The Machaber was Masha, we're cleaning the floor, and the Mishabur is going to discuss that. The Kibbutz is in the place where you're going to move the table to that spot. You don't want the, the, the water to go on and ruin those crumbs. We're concerned there were some crumbs there. That's what the Machaber is talking about. Now that we don't move the table, we don't have to clean under the table. When we wash our heads to clean on the table like as our minog, then you have to clean the, the crumbs from around the place where you're washing because you don't want the water to go on the crumbs and ruin the, ruin the food. 
They used to remove the tables. So they remove the table from all the people eating. From the person making the bracha that we're not moving it, because that we said in Sif Aleph, we want to have a table there, so he has the mapa and the bread on the table, he'll have to bracha some Muslim for the bracha to be shared around the bread, and to show that we have extra bread, that we're thanking Hashem for the extra bread, and it should be nicker that we're thanking Hashem for chazdeh v'tuvah ha'gadol, therefore in front of the person making the, leading the benching, we're going to leave the table in front of him. If everyone sits in their place and they wash their hands and they clean the table, clean the table from breadcrumbs in that area. So they shouldn't become dirty from the droplets that come out from the main even though you're cleaning the area so the water shouldn't splash on all these uh, crumbs, you still leave the bread in one spot. So you leave, let's say, if you have a bunch of uh, pieces of crust and all these big pieces of bread, that you remove from the table, but you leave in the middle the challah, the challah bowl with some pieces of challah in there, and that's fine. And that's what we do. So we have no problem of ruining any challah from Ayam Akhredim. And we have challah on the table. The Makayim, the bracha should be challah on something. We'll stop here at Sivdalad. Everyone should have a wonderful good night.